0: On today's show, we'll be joined by one of the voices of your Houston Rockets, Ryan Hollins, to reflect on this past season, to take a look at some of the names at the top of the NBA draft and where the Houston Rockets may be going with that number three overall selection. And we'll also take a look at how important this offseason is for the growth of guys like Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., and the rest of the Rockets' young core. All of that and more coming up right here at Locked on Rockets. This is Mission Control Houston. Ignition sequence start. With the second pick in the
1: 2021 NBA Draft, the Houston Rockets select Jalen Green.
0: T-minus 15 seconds. Guidance is internal. I'm
1: going to keep working. I'm going to keep getting better every day. I'm going to keep perfecting my craft. And every time I step on that floor, I'm coming. Six, five, four, three, two, one.
0: What's up and welcome to another edition of Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, I'm your host, Jackson Gatlin, native Houstonian, also host of Locked on NBA Mondays, host of the State of the Rockets podcast, as well as the founder of ClutchCityControlroom.com. Be sure to follow along on Twitter at JT Gatlin. the show, of course, at Locked on Rockets. As always, appreciate you for making Locked on Rockets your first listen each and every day. And joining us now is the voice of your Houston Rockets, none other than Ryan Hollins himself. Ryan, I'm so happy to have you back on the program here. I hope the offseason's been uh, treating you well so far.
1: It's been good, man. I, I can't lie. It's, it's hard to look at any level of basketball, man. If, 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 if but The Rockets aren't in it, man. We don't see our guys competing. Um, but I think it's good to, to watch, to learn, and to know that, hey, man, this is definitely a girl. Uh, uh, not just at a franchise, but of, of our young guys and our players that want to be a piece of the action and see what's going on.
0: Absolutely. You hear the same, you hear that same sentiment out of like guys like Jalen Green, who spoke to the media kind of recently and was just talking about, you know, it it sucks like seeing the playoff basketball being played, and you're not out there, you're not competing. And, you know, hopefully they're able to use that as kind of fuel to the fire, right? To 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 work on their game, elevate themselves this offseason. That's something we're gonna talk about a little bit later on, kind of what this current crop of rookies needs to do in their first NBA offseason, how important that is. Got so much that I want to talk about with you today, Ryan. But first place we got to start is. You know, you just finished your rookie year with the Houston Rockets, right? So kind of reflecting back now on your first season with the Rockets in the analyst chair next to Craig Ackerman. You had some pretty big shoes to fill, those of, uh, you know, former Rockets legend Matt Bullard. Uh, how do you think your first year went with the team?
1: Man, it, it was a blast. Uh, I say for one thing, I, I didn't lack for effort, man. I, I was two feet in, and um the biggest thing for myself was just the support from people like you and Roosh and, and Will and and Brad and all those guys like that have like had my back, you, you know what I'm saying? And like, I know you guys maybe don't feel as connected to us on the broadcast of the guys, but for me in my first year, that was everything. Just a simple tweet. Hey, good job. Hey, keep it up. Like that was everything for me because I'm, ner- I'm I, I, you know, it's crazy. I was the most nervous coming into this that I've, maybe ever been in a broadcasting situation, because I'm like, I'm getting ready to do the first game and I'm like, yo, like, these, I represent these kids right now. I represent this amazing city. I represent this tradition and pride of Houston basketball that I got to, you know, speak for. And I was like, yo, like, am I up for this? Like, don't mess this up. This isn't you just messing your stuff up. This is for the city. So, um, uh, it was a blessing that things got on path. And like I said, that that feedback that you guys were able to give me or the this, this support, you know, it, it was everything, it, it was everything. And then, you know, I know the team didn't do a lot of winning, but there was just so much excitement that we were able to draw from this season. And it was just, I mean, it was a blast to be a part of, like this had to be one of the funnest losing seasons in, in history. And I think, you know, Jackson, we talked about this early in the season, like you saw it coming you saw it coming and then seeing it come to fruition and seeing the guys finish strong and seeing flashes of what you know this team can be uh, was really, really cool to see and be a part of.
0: Well, I think especially for for us, right? You know, the, the names that you mentioned, you know, myself, Roosh, Will, Brad, so many of the other, you know, amazing names here in this, you know, rocket space as fans, as media members, as you know, pseudo-analysts, whatever you want to call us, right? Is the fact that we can tell when somebody's genuine, right? And I think that you came in with this level of genuineness about you, where you came in, you were eager, you were hungry we could tell you wanted to succeed. We could tell you wanted to, you know, do something special here. And, and that really came across in the way that you approach things in the way that you handled the broadcast, all of that. So for me to you, right. I, I, I think you knocked it out of the park rookie of the year in my book, right? All right. I'm passing <laughs> the award right now. We're going to, we're going to go to Cade Cunningham's house or not Cade Cunningham. I apologize. Scotty Barnes. We're going to go raid Scotty Barnes place, go snatch that rookie of the year trophy right out of his apartment. But um, I, I do, and I will say, right. You talk about having the butterflies, like, More butterflies than you ever got, like, in your playing career? Like, do you remember, like, opening night, rookie season? Like, that level of butterflies? Or, like, what was going on Not, like,
1: playing career. It was different. Because when you play, you can run up and down. You got all this, like, extra energy. You don't know what to do with your arms, you know. But in this sense was, like, in my head, like, in my thoughts. Like, I got flashbacks of being a player by doing 82 games. And then had to sit back and think my way through it. You know, it, it was a different experience. So I think that was cool. Actually, having played helped out a lot because I knew how to handle travel and, and knew the unwritten rules of the game and behind the scenes. But it was de- definitely different in the sense of um stepping into a role that I hadn't been in and like, you know, I told my bosses at AT&T this, like, I took it very serious to be the same guy that they interviewed that I told them that I would be. To be that guy and carry it out in the season, I just feel like my father always taught me like all, all I have is my word. So if I give you my word that I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna be faithful and loyal and and uphold it to the highest standard that I can. That's what I'm gonna go out and work to do. Um, so I, I felt I felt a I felt compelled to deliver, <laughs> you know, and then kind of like find my voice and then for you guys to be like, dang, I like when ryan gets excited or ryan did like i like that like man he said what i was thinking right there like that made me go all right cool they're vibing with me i'm I'm doing a good job i enjoy it i can i can be me you know or hey i appreciate he taught me this about the game but i'm like cool that was good keep up do more of that you know and kind of you know guys like craig allowing me to put my own spin on what's happening allowing me to be myself you know you I couldn't I can't be the best me I can't be Ryan Hollins without Craig opening that door and he didn't have to but he was like dude be you and then we just naturally vibe and mesh well be you have fun you know and we I I have a really deep respect for his expertise and his knowledge and experience here with the team and he knows I lean on him and respect him and he's giving that back to me you know he's that type of guy but allowed me to be myself you know.
0: You and Craig, and, and also shout out Kaylee Griffin as well. The three of you, yes. uh, you did such an incredible job on that broadcast as a trio, as a team. and And I, you know correct me if I'm wrong here. I mean, you, you know, had, had a, you know, long playing career. Obviously that's something you deal with as a player, right? You know, you've got teammates, you're, you're building chemistry with one another. Did some of that maybe help you as you're like establishing your chemistry with Craig, with Kaylee in the on-air broadcast, figuring out like kind of feeling each other out, like, okay, Craig's going to do this here. He's going to react this way. He's going to call a play a certain way. And then I come in after with my analysis, like that kind of thing.
1: Absolutely. Um, I leaned on Craig, like in a teammate type of way, like he's my veteran. Like, I got to ask him, what's this, what's that? Like, hey man, how do we get to the airport? You know, where do I park? You know, hey, I I need a ride. Like, I had to lean on him for stuff like that. Like, with Kaylee, like, I got to be positive every day for you. I I don't want to be a negative Nancy. No one wants to see a negative Nancy for 82 games out of the year, you you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we got to lean on each other. Like, Like, we're going through this together and, to be positive around it and to be able to joke with each other and, hey, to sit down and fraternize and eat, nothing not like it. There's definitely a teammate. Craig is my teammate. Katie's my teammate. You know, Adam in, in the truck, that, that's my teammate. All, all these, all these guys are our teammates of mine, you know, and that's, um, you know, that's, that, that's the biggest thing that people may not see. So I, I don't think that's anything I can take for granted, but like, we have to, like, we have to have each other's back. You know and that's that's something that i don't think that you you take for granted you, you know what i'm saying and that's something that uh you know you, you take in and uh you have to appreciate so um i guess it's an unwritten rule that a lot of people may, may not see but you know having my back and them doing the stuff that they do um it, it is everything you know and uh and perry man perry perry's the point guard shoot, shoot perry's my coach You you never hear who perry is perry's my coach so if we have an ad to read or something's going on or something we miss, Perry's in my ear saying certain things. You're never going to hear Perry. You're never going to get Perry that respect. But he's, he's coached for what, what we have going on. You know, at is the front office. They're the, they're the kind of our partitas, you know what I'm saying? Like, so there's a lot going on behind the scenes where, yes, having experience in playing, you know, pays off. And there are, are elements that you definitely um, take in from that, and I've been able to.
0: I love all the different parallels, right. From like, you know, from a player's perspective to what it looks like, you know, drawing these different parallels about teamwork and chemistry and all that. Right. Is there, is there maybe when you look back you know, you kind of reflected on the season, is there maybe a favorite moment of yours that stands out where, you know, you just look back and you're like, Oh, I love that. Like, I love that game. I love that call. I love that interaction from your perspective too. Not just like, I'm not talking like a favorite, like highlight from Jalen green or something like I'm talking from your perspective, you know, a favorite moment that you were like directly involved in.
1: I had so many when I, I point to one, I, I think, I don't know if we were playing the bulls or it was Charlotte. It started off this the winning streak and my guy house wasn't playing that well. He was in and out of the lineup and it, the game went looking great. And, and Daniel house goes on like his own little seven or 10 point run. And he hits like a pull up jumper hits a shot and I start, feeling that I think we're going to win this game. I think the team is going to win this game. And the team was doing a lot of losing at the time. And I got extremely emotional on air that we were going to win this game. And I'm like, is this happening before my eyes? And I just remember the feeling like emotional. And it was like, yo, I'm emotionally invested in what's going on. I'm taking the losses home with me, <laughs> and I haven't played one minute. I haven't even coached a practice. I'm taking the losses home with me. <laughs> Why am I so into this? What is going on? Um, but the excitement and then watching that run, guys, Jackson, we were part of history this year. No team has lost that many, what was what, what, whatever is straight in one, seven, eight, or whatever in a row. It's never happened before. You know, it's an interesting part of history that winning is a part of that we can take away this season. So, um, there's a the Gary Bird phenomenon. Like there's a lot that you can take from it. Um, I'll say when I'll, I'll give you another one. When Alpron Shingun dunks on the kid from the Cavs, uh, Mobley. Ooh. Ooh. And, you know, Mobley was coming in looking like a young new out sender, you know, there was this big hype about how he was and what he was doing, everything. And I remember Shingoon gets the ball on a on a drop you know he gets it in the pocket and he takes off and he cocks it back with his left hand and dunks on him and we're like you know this guy's supposed to be this unathletic you know Turkish kid and he's just banged on the best shot blocker in the rookie class you know and there are just a lot of those moments um Jalen Green in overtime against the Lakers in that last game when he kind of like was kind of like yo I'm Jalen Green bro like That was special, Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. kind of going through some turmoil in the locker room and then, you know, turning around and hitting that buzzer beater uh, with the Wizards, you know, was a big moment. And I felt that that was so instrumental for him, a a play that, you know, a lot of people may not really understand or or remember how big that was. So there are a lot of moments this season like you felt that. Um, Going up to Utah, and just hitting every three pointer imaginable and beating Utah at Utah was like, yo, what? Like, I remember walking back, we didn't travel to uh, from the ATT um, studio, and I remember just like glowing. And I remember like, it was me, you, and Roosh, we popped in the in the in the uh, was that the game? Yes, we were so hyped. we popped in spaces. And it was like Jackson emergency podcast coming soon. Like we were that turned up. Like
0: <laughs> and I happened. do remember that. I remember because you and Roosh were in the space and I popped in just you to were... listen for a minute. And, and like suddenly y'all were like, nah, we gotta, we gotta get on the pod right now. Like y'all were like, we're doing this tonight. And I was like, all right, bet, let's do it. Let's fire it up.
1: And everybody started tweeting you. So we're like, yo, tweet at Jackson right now if you want to see this. <laughs> and you're like, why is my <laughs> My notifications are blowing up.
0: <laughs> exactly, that's yes. great. Oh man. It was so many so many amazing moments from this past season, so many things that we can look back on. Like you said, one of the more exciting losing seasons probably in NBA history and we all have such a connection to this team from game, you know, from game 1 all the way through game 82. But we're in the middle of the offseason now and with the offseason comes the NBA draft, which is such an important part of what the Rockets are trying to do, a rebuilding franchise. And we found out that they have the number three overall pick in this year's NBA draft. I've got some questions for you, Ryan, about the guys at the top of this draft, your impressions of them so far. We're going to get there after a quick message from our friends over at rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's basically impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that your car or truck could possibly need. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the exact same auto parts from a chain store or car dealership? Look, rock auto prices are reliably low. They've got everything you could possibly need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, even brand new carpet. And best of all, they're a family business. They've been serving do it yourselfers online for over 20 years. They don't price gouge you on, you know, different, different pieces just because you're a DIY person who knows how to do stuff yourself. Right. And that's how it should be. You shouldn't have to pay more just because you know how to do some manual repairs on your own, you know, on your own time. Right. So be sure to check them out, go explore. their really easy to navigate website. And this is a really important part. When you go to checkout, after you found whatever parts you need for your car or truck, when you hit the checkout, you know, icon, be sure to write locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? So that they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Be sure to visit rockauto.com. And continuing on here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, appreciate you for making LOR your first listen each and every day for your next listen, go check out the Locked on NBA big board podcast host, Raphael Barlow from NBA draft junkies and author of the NBA big board newsletter is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in-depth look into the NBA draft mock draft player rankings. And of course, big boards it's free and available wherever you get your podcast, wherever you listen to this podcast. Now, Ryan, I do want to get into talking about that number three overall pick and just kind of your initial impressions from some of the guys that should be available around the top of the draft where the Rockets are going to be selecting. But I have to share with you, hands down, one of my favorite Ryan Hollins moments from this past season. And it was, I kid you not, and this moment still sits with me because I think it's hands down one of the funniest things that I've ever heard on a broadcast (laughs) is I forget, I think the Rockets were playing against the Pels. It was either the Pels or the Grizzlies. It was another Southwest Division team. And I remember this was one of those games where they had so many turnovers, right? Like this, this was something they were battling all season long. And there were some stretches where they took good care of the basketball, the turnovers were low. Then they had others where it just seemed like every other possession, you know, silly turnovers, sloppy turnovers, whatever. And I remember there was a play where it was like the second or third turnover in a row. And you said, honestly, you went on the – you were on air. You said, honestly, Craig, honestly, at this point, the Rockets would be better served just walking down to the other end of the court and and throwing the ball into the fourth row because at least then – it's a dead ball turnover and you can get back and reset your defense. Cause right now the live ball turnovers are what's killing them. And I need you to understand. I was in stitches at home listening to this broadcast thinking, this is one of the funniest things that I've ever heard on air. Just like calling it straight. Like, no, these turnovers are killing them. So that was hands down one of my favorite Ryan oh, Holland's moments goodness. from this season. Uh, but I do want to, so I want to get into talking about, you know, the draft it's right around the corner. We are, less than a month away surprisingly it seems like it's just creeping up on us it seems like the draft lottery was only yesterday and at the top of the draft there's so much talent this year you got jabari smith you got chet holmgren paolo bancaro jayden ivy shaden sharp and right now there's kind of like this consensus that you know at the top of the draft are probably going to be the three bigs jabari chet and paolo nobody really knows what order they're actually going to drop in Obviously, there's a lot of speculation. A lot of the reporting around the league is that Jabari and Chet are probably going to go one and two, and a lot of Rockets fans are kind of operating under the assumption that Paolo Banquero is going to be the guy at number three. Is he? I don't know, but I want to at least know your first impressions when you look at a guy like Paolo Banquero and, and what he's been able to do so far in his career and what stands out about him.
1: In terms of Paolo, what I love if he if he ends up being a Rocket for one, I think it's still – I think he's a guy. The Rockets had one, I wouldn't mind taking a one. This is my personal opinion, not of the organization. Uh, and I say that for this Rockets team, because I think he's a guy that you can insert into multiple positions. Um, if you had to go small ball five with him because of his toughness, I think you can do that. I think if you wanna go big and play him, KJ and Tate at the same time and just get real rugged, that's something you can do. Um, I wanna see how his NBA three works out, but I think he can do a little bit of everything, create off the bounce, uh, get in the lane, uh, grab a big rebound. I think he's he's physical. I think he's ready. Uh, I think he's a guy that you don't have to wait on to be able to play. Um, so he very much so excites me if if he is that pick. And I think the gold where, you know, Jackson. You know, I want to speak for you. You can chime in on this. I felt like in another draft, if the Rockets have the record they have, and then you end up getting the third pick, we're like we're steaming, but. In this draft, you can look at the top five picks and go, I wouldn't mind any of these guys. I honestly wouldn't mind any of these guys. It's not like, oh, man, like we just passed on LeBron James. It's like, nah, you got five really good players uh, in the draft. So I think that's what excites me. I don't think you can go wrong with any of the players. Uh, what Benchero does personally, he excites me. All these kids excite me, but I think he would be, um, my personal opinion, I think he would be an excellent fit. But I just love that you have options. And sometimes with a draft like this, you don't want to be number one. You don't want to mess it up. You know you know what I'm saying? We're, we, we, we're, we're probably going to mess around and get the guy. You went first, you have all the pressure on you um, to pick the right way. Whereas last year it was kind of like Cade and Jalen, one, two, three. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? That was kind of expected. I think Scotty maybe was a surprise over Suggs. You know, that kind of messed up a couple of people's boards. But other than that, you know, th- this isn't one of those drafts. You know, Jalen was pretty much drafted to us. It was a, it was a no brainer. We got our guy. And, hey, shoot, if we, if we go, if we had one, we probably end up getting Jalen at one. So we we ended up getting our guy last year, and I think at three, we're gonna get our guy that we probably would have taken at one. You know, this year, hopefully, again, which is like really, really cool and instrumental for the Rockets, in my personal opinion.
0: And what's crazy too is the biggest part of like, you know, kind of striking, you know. Striking gold twice is the Rockets. Obviously, last year they had you know the concerns about whether or not the pick would actually stay in Houston or if it had fallen to five, it would have gone to the Oklahoma City Thunder. That would have been catastrophic not walking away with a top talent after being the worst team in the association because that's usually the reward is, hey, all right, you, you're rebuilding, you're a bad team. Here's a top lottery pick. You're going to bring in some amazing talent and you're going to start trending upward, hopefully, right? Building towards the future. And so the Rockets got that. They got their guy, Jalen Green, last year. And they're about to be able to do that again this year in the sense like they landed in the top both years. So Because there is kind of, I think, maybe a bit of a drop across those top five guys. I think you do lump them all together with Jaden Ivey and, and Shaden Sharp there as well. But I think as far as like the consensus maybe around the league or just the perception is that the three bigs are kind of in there like a tier on their own. And then it's like, Jay ivy and Shaden sharper like that next year before you get to all the rest of the guys like the keegan murray's the benedict Matherins, Jalen durens of the draft the kind of those those tier two guys are going to fill out the rest of the lottery and for the rockets to be able to have two back-to-back years where they're going to pick up a tier one guy like one of the top prospects prospects in the draft is huge for them and i'm curious ryan uh, you know from your perspective you know having you know gone through that pre-draft process uh, you know what, you know, what's kind of going, what's going on with these guys right now, right? The, the workouts that they're going through, the interviews that they're doing, like, you know, what is this process like, you know, from a player perspective, you know, leading up to and including the draft?
1: It's exciting um, anxiety, excited anxiety. You're thrilled, bro. You, you you know, you are about to follow your dream. But you don't know to an extent, you can't control where you're going to go, where it's going to be at, and you know, in a couple of months, a couple of days, you got marked off, your life is going to change. And you're working out. And the only thing you can control is how hard you go in your workouts, how hard you go, the shape that you get in, that you can be the best that you can be. So it's excited, anxiety, and you're thrilled to be able to follow your dreams and you know you're gonna be in the association. All you can do is sit back and watch and wait and, and work out. So every day you work out, you're like this hard work is gonna go somewhere. So it's 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 a very fun time and it's life changing because now you're no longer in school. You know, you're in a situation where, you know, you you get to be, uh, you know, you get to follow those dreams. You're gonna be playing against those guys and you've been thinking NBA for such a long time, but now you have an opportunity to. Uh, to actually do it dude it it is hard like like Jackson like like literally their dreams of the NBA used to have dreams of the NBA like playing against the guys being on the floor I used to watch the TV and I used to visualize being in the NBA so much that I could feel it I could feel what I would do and then actually getting a chance to be on the floor bro is one of the craziest things you'll ever experience or ever be a part of in your life
0: I mean, and, and to, to be able to kind of see what, like, and I think the NBA honestly does a pretty solid job of that. Like when it comes to draft night and kind of the coverage that you get, and then you're, you know, you've got the, the reporters, the on-air, you know, personalities kind of, you know, sitting out with these players doing these quick little interviews, like what is the reaction to it? And, you know, just from an outsider perspective, looking in, it looks like the NBA handles that process really well, giving them a chance to really like just bask in the moment. Right. Cause like you said, right. That, that is a dream achieved. Like you, you have achieved your goal. You're going to the NBA. You don't. You may not know what team you're going to quite just yet, right? Like you, you, you get to draft night. You got the the you know the anxiety going a little bit, but you're there and you you have a you know a feeling it's going to happen and all that hard work's paid off.
1: Yeah, no, it, it, it's super cool, and I think you know for the young kids, if I had to give them some advice, you know, less is more. Go out and appreciate the moment, and know that your goal, uh, you know, almost like a marriage, it's not just to get there and be happy like that you made it. Go go be an all-star. Go play 10-plus years in the association. Play play 15, play 20 years in the association. You know, r- reach some goals, you know. Um, but I- enjoy the moment when it comes, but know that th- this is not all. You know, we're not just happy to be here. You don't want to be – I've seen guys who are happy to be here. You don't want to be one of those guys. So I think just enjoy the moment, you know, follow your dreams, and, and, and just do everything you can moving forward to stay in the league and remember like you can't fake the funk like you got to go and you got to put in the work and it should I think you know come to mind shout out to Jalen Green and Josh Christopher those, those two aren't just happy to be here they came in with the correct mentality because for everyone with the right mentality I played 10 years because a lot of dudes didn't have the right mentality and it, and it paid dividends for myself and my family.
0: Speaking of having the right mentality, what, what needs to be the mentality for, you know, this, this Rockets team this offseason as they're preparing for next season, right? How important is this offseason going to be for the current crop of Rockets rookies that just wrapped up their rookie campaign? We're going to talk about that and a little bit more coming up in just a second after a message from our friends over at Truebill. Do you want to know why free trials renew without your consent? It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your hard-earned money. Download Truebill to finally take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, want, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 per year with Truebill. What could you do with an extra $720 in your pocket every single year. Because companies make subscriptions so hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap, one click, one button press. It is that easy. So don't fall for any more subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. Go right now. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. It could save you thousands a year. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnMBA. And final segment here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball. As always, appreciate you for making LOR your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, go check out the Locked on NBA podcast from the first jump of the play-in tournament all the way to the final buzzer of the NBA Finals. You got locked on experts to take you deep inside the playoffs with insight and analysis affecting all 30 teams. I host the Monday edition. It's always a ton of fun. Three interviews from around the league to get your week started off right. Listen to it wherever you listen to your podcasts. Ryan, as we're round and third here, headed home, I, I do think that there's been maybe a bit of a worry amongst the Rockets fandom right now. Um, you know, with with Alperin Shingun, I guess, in his role moving forward, specifically as, as it concerns, you know, whichever one of these top prospects the Rockets bring in, because again, you see those three big guys at the top of the draft, and it's it's looking like Paolo Banquero might be the guy that is there at pick number three for the Rockets. Again, if it plays out that way, we don't know yet, but you were, you were five in the NBA, right? You had to play with and against so many different guys throughout your career. You know, and I'm talking like, you know, bigger guys, smaller guys, guys who could get, you know, take you out on the perimeter guys who were going to bang down low, like all this stuff. Right. And, there's different ways that you also would interact with whoever you're you know whoever your teammate is right whoever you got clocked in at the four right next to you and how that you know how y'all's dynamic would work defensively guarding other teams so how like you know do you think fans are maybe blowing this out of proportion right like the worrying about a potential fit between say like alper and and Paolo bancaro um you know and how they might be able to like coexist on the floor not even just defensively but even like how they might fit offensively on the floor. Do you think that's even worth worrying about at this point?
1: I'm, I'm confused. Why wouldn't Van Carroll fit with Al Peron on offense or defense? Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm confused to that. Like, um, maybe I guess more shooting on the floor, I guess. But I think the cool thing about Shingoon is with his IQ and passing ability and knowledge of the game, um, even if it isn't, you know, five shooters on the floor at the same time, you know, he's able to kind of get the ball moving and make a correct play. I think that's really cool of him being a secondary playmaker. Uh, defensively, I think Paolo has a lot of tools uh, with his size and athletic ability where he can guard multiple positions. And I think just at the end of the day, defensively, that's as many guys as you can get that are big and athletic and that can move their feet um, are, are, are good for you. So, you know, I don't know the, I guess, confusion there. Um, maybe that there's not a, you know, long, lanky shot blocker. But I think, hey, you know, Shingoon for, for one, I think is light years ahead of what we thought he may have been defensively and definitely a, a pleasant surprise. And I think he knows he thinks things that he needs to work on. I think he really had a great focus towards the end of the year to play without fouling. And I thought he was really good in his role, but I think, you know, his his impact is his toughness, his IQ and ability to pass and win his matchup. So I think that um, he, I'm confused why people are worried about those two potentially playing together. I know we're jumping because he hasn't even been drafted yet. We don't even know if that is the guy, but uh, yeah, that confuses me. I I don't know. The NBA is not a pound you out post-up league anymore. It's a move the ball around the horn, switch out and guard multiple positions type of league. You know, can you guard one through five, one through four? Um, Those are the questions that you ask when drafting a a player. And I, I think that, both those guys are, are served well to do so.
0: I think that was very eloquently put. I think that hopefully squashes a little bit of the concerns there because I've just basically been like, just draft them and see if it works out, right? Like what's the worst that's going to happen? Because at the end of the day, those two guys are incredibly talented offensively and at least offensively, they should be able to make it work, even if there might be some questions about what that would look like defensively. But I do want to dive in here, Ryan. Just we got this this first offseason, right? So the Rockets have you know found themselves... You know, in this position where they ended the James Harden era, and they were kind of in this transitional period. Last year was really like the first year of like the rebuild because they had, you know, Jalen Green, they had KPJ, they were going to give them the keys to the offense. You know, LP, Josh. Uh, you know, they had their they had their young guys right that they were going to kind of start at the floor level of this rebuild for, or with, I should say, you know, just how important is this first off season going to be for all of those guys, right? For Jalen, for Josh, for LP to, to be able to look back on and reflect on, all right, this is what, this is what I was able to accomplish my rookie year. This is what I need to get better at. And to really take that first off season and, you know, iron out their games and, and come back. And how big of a step do you think we can expect, you know, like a guy like Jalen to take going into next season?
1: I think having the experience is absolutely everything. So now you took a year where these guys got to get a lot of minutes they're put in different positions so now when they go in and work out and say man i got to be more physical you know i have to make this shot every time they go under the screen i got to pull up and hit a three or hey man i have to go to the rim with authority and they take these plays or, or these situations into their workouts they're going to understand the sense of urgency and what it's going to take to be successful uh at an nba level um as far as breakout man is this this off season is everything you put in the work and, and it's shown and the one thing i like to say for our young guys I like them to go out and seek out the best competition to play with, to train with, uh, to be around, to watch, and, and to grow. You know, I think a guy like Jalen and Kevin and, and and all of our young guys, you know, you can get around like a, a Kevin Durant in the gym or, or or a Kyrie or a James Harden or a LeBron James, you know, a Steph Curry, you know, maybe maybe I'm not sure what he would be doing in the postseason. But you get around to some of those guys and you, you draw some of that information and wealth and knowledge, uh, I think the sky can be the limit. And I think it, it's it's already there for them. But just having the experience and seeing what they're doing in the offseason is is just about everything. And, you know, from being a former player, it's so on you, man. Some guys are going to be kicking it during the offseason. I think our guys are in the lab because they love basketball. So I, I take our hats out to the front office because our kids love basketball. Like, w- what are you doing? Are you eat, eating, sleeping, and breathing basketball? Like, Josh Christopher loves basketball. Jalen Green loves basketball. Like, these guys are – hooping they're in pro-am somewhere playing they're in the gym they're meeting up with their buddies they can't wait to show their new jump shot their new handle a new move they've been working on like they love this if they're playing video games it's nba 2k like they're eating sleeping and breathing basketball and that's what i love about these kids
0: you know it's crazy uh jalen green recently had that interview that he did with bill simmons we don't have to get into that whole situation but you know somewhere in there he was talking about you know simmons asked him if he actually plays 2k and jalen was like no, nah, I was never really big. He was like, I'm not really big into video games like that. He was like, sometimes I'll just play 2K and I'll just get on there just to just to talk a little smack and mess with my friends. And even though I don't know what I'm doing, he's just like he just takes the ball and he just you know does whatever. But he's just in there just to talk a little smack. Um, so I thought that was a funny little funny little little aside. But uh, you know, when when you're looking at where this Rockets team is at, Ryan, and you know the season that they just came off of, they've been the worst team in the NBA two seasons in a row. But you see that the work the work that these young guys are putting in right? You talk about them you know living and breathing basketball. We've had reports that you know the Rockets have had nine, ten of their different guys like in Houston working out trying to get better for next season, even though this season's not even over yet. like the playoffs are still going on. You've already got guys who are in town working out trying to elevate their games, their bodies to be better for next season. What are you looking at as far as like potential expectations for next year for this team? You know, especially considering that you've got all these young guys that are going to have their first NBA off season to really refine their craft, get better. They're going to be adding another top pick probably with that number three overall. This is going to be a, 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 you know, a more talented team next year, just top to bottom. Don't you think?
1: It is. It is. Uh, and it does speak volumes that these guys are building chemistry in the offseason. That's just about everything. Anytime that you can get together and play, anytime these guys can get to LA or respective city or Las Vegas and, and and get their runs in together. And I think what's cool is like our guys like each other on and off the court. You know, they don't mind hanging out. It's not fake. You know, they're genuinely happy for each other. And it's 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 kind of fun to see. Like they're like some young rock stars to extent, you know, to an extent. So I think that is absolutely huge, but You know that development man i'm telling you it goes on you make the biggest strides in the off season and you can't fake the work you cannot fake the work at all and i think just hopefully they're watching the nba playoffs i hope they're a little irritated that they're not playing and they're learning and envisioning hey what is it going to look like for us to be in this situation and i think what's what's cool in jackson i think you can speak to this is we don't know what they're going to be next year. full. I'd be lying to you if I said, I said they knew. We didn't know what they would be come in and be this year. I think there were a lot of pleasant surprises, you know, many of them, in, in fact. And we saw guys improve actually in the midst of the, the season. So I think it'll be even more to see what they come in with, how they grow, and if they can pick up where they left off, left off from. And I think that would be absolutely everything.
0: It'd be huge to see this team take, you know, a, a step in the right direction right next season, which is, I think that's just kind of like the baseline expectation is, hey, like if you've been the worst team in the NBA two years in a row, there's really nowhere to go from but up. But even being the worst team in the NBA this year, there were a lot of pleasant surprises like you pointed out right throughout this whole episode, right? Jalen Green's growth, the burst that he had to end the season, Alper and Shingun being a pleasant surprise, the steal of the draft, like all these different things that really played into the Rockets favor as we went through this last season. And hopefully we get a lot of, you know, surprises like that this next season. But Ryan, before I get you, before I let you go out of here, we're gonna pivot away from the Houston Rockets here for a split second. Who's your pick to win the finals?
1: Well, the pick that I had was the Mavericks, and that wasn't looking too darn good. Um, hey, I so mean, they're still
0: in the playoffs they, right now. Don't I mean? They're technically they're
1: just, in the playoffs, but uh, we would have to be have to see see some history uh, in the making. Um, I guess I had to look at Golden State, man. I think Golden State has experience. I think I'm impressed. It's almost like they got better defensively. Uh, It it seems like to an extent. And, uh, you know, their experience may win out. This may be, uh, for Golden State, their most influential championship ever because they're kind of able to come back and do it their way and kind of with their homegrown talent, uh, which will be uh, something cool to see uh, later on and kind of passing the torch down and a mix of young guys and doing it again. So uh i think golden state has a strong shot to win i think they, they've kind of just they have like that experience in which is something you can't sacrifice
0: man ryan i completely set you up for failure there all the rocket street cred you just built up just down the drain with all the compliments of golden state man i'm so sorry i shouldn't have done that to you but yeah. no i'm, kidding, I'm L- kidding
1: listen i i could care less who wins it if my guys aren't in it but uh that absolute <laughs> setup question absolute setup <laughs>
0: <laughs> and speaking of being set up, Ryan, we need to get you uh, like properly set up. We need at least like one Olajuwon jersey like behind you, man. I know we got the whole – we got the Ryan Hollins collection behind you and deservedly so. I get that. But we got to get you like just a, a little drop of like some ketchup and mustard behind you or something in the man cave. what
1: man. I need, man. Somebody, somebody hook me up, man. Somebody take <laughs> care of me, man. <laughs>
0: with that, Ryan, I appreciate you coming by the show. It's always a pleasure to be able to talk hoops with you, man. Thank you so much for making the time. And, again, I hope you continue to have an awesome offseason.
1: Anytime, brother, you know it.
0: That's going to do it for our episode with Ryan Hollins, the voice of your Houston Rockets. Let me know how you feel about where the Rockets are headed in the midst of this rebuild in the comments on the YouTube, YouTube page. As always, appreciate you for checking out the show. If you haven't done so yet, please consider subscribing wherever you listen to your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, the Odyssey app, free and available on all platforms. Like I said, check us out on YouTube. Go to YouTube, search Locked on Rockets, like, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff. What was your favorite Ryan Hollins moment from this past season? Let me know in the YouTube comments. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to having you back right here at Locked on Rockets, your daily podcast home for everything Houston Rockets basketball.